three full chapters of the Gospel of Matthew are given over to the Sermon on the Mount. This actually is, uh, this particular passage that we understand is the Beatitudes. Uh, that's, uh, uh, the Beatitudes is kind of like a prequel to his Sermon on the Mount. Uh, I, I refer back, and I've been doing that more, but I thought it was quite fascinating in the, in the movie The Chosen that each of the apostles had their role in handling what was going to be the first major crowd that Jesus was going to be preaching to. Certainly, he'd had smaller crowds and messages directed to them, and we know that he had worked remarkable miracles, but uh, this was going to be uh, his major presentation on faith. And, uh, and, and really, uh, we're going to hear just consecutively over the next few Sundays uh, more from the Sermon on the Mount, either five, six, or seven, the chapters of Matthew. Next week, we'll hear about us being the salt of the earth and the light of the world. The week after that is when Jesus reminds people that they may have heard this or that from their rabbi, but what he was telling them is this. What I say is this. And then the week following, still in the Sermon on the Mount, love your enemies, do good to those who persecute you. And that takes us right up to Ash Wednesday, which also draws upon uh, that Gospel of Matthew, that Sermon on the Mount, when it talks about our prayer and fasting and generosity be done in private, not trumpeting our, our good works, but uh, doing it quietly between us and God. We, uh, we recognize, though, the, the power of this opening, even though the people didn't hear this part, at least at that, this particular time, because the, uh, the gospel passage reminds us uh, that uh, when uh, Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, we have, as I've mentioned on other times before, quite a, a remarkable understanding from these Beatitudes. We know that Jesus continually, throughout his entire preaching life, stresses that the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. And he starts right out. The first three Beatitudes speak to those who are hurting, genuinely hurting. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now this is even worse than the uh, poverty-stricken, those who have so little. These are people who are broken in spirit by the things that have happened to them, the difficulties they've had to endure. And, and, and coupled with that, of course, blessed are they who mourn, people who have lost loved ones, and, 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 and how that has, has affected their life and, and resonated in their day-to-day -day relationship. Blessed are the meek, huh? Uh, we, we recognize the meek as those who are likely taken advantage of, stepped on. Uh, and, and so Jesus is saying to those who are poor in spirit and who mourn and are meek. They will inherit the land. They will be comforted. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. But, you know, in this, uh, in this teaching that we have, that the 
first shall be last and the last shall be first. We who are first, that pretty much includes all of us living in the 21st century USA. The creature comforts that we deal with put us in a position of being first. Are we consigned to being last in the kingdom of heaven then? Not really. Not if we look at the other uh, beatitudes that uh, are more for those of us who are blessed to be first. He says, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Great virtue, righteousness, and, and, and how we so want it for all that are part of our faith community. Blessed are the merciful. Huh? They will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart. Seems like it's harder and harder in this day and age with all of the temptations to be people who are clean of heart. But they will see God, says Jesus. Blessed are the peacemakers. They will be called children of God. And he says, blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Certainly those of us who stand for the poor and the broken and the needy are those who are enduring persecution for their sake. And, he's and he concludes basically, blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, says Jesus, for your reward will be great in heaven. And so this is a message he gives to the apostles before he deals with this wide range of issues in that Sermon on the Mount. But it's good for those who are going to be in leadership positions to appreciate what it is that he's saying. And part of what it's all about is picked up on in that letter of Paul to the Corinthians, that first letter. And as we talked about the last uh, couple of weeks, we the people of Corinth are a rebellious group. They, I mean, they eventually come to the faith, God bless them, but there's a lot of division there. They don't have the unity that Paul is seeking. But he, he in this letter, continues on, still in the first chapter, he says, not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. In fact, it's one of the things that I think is so remarkable about the call of the apostles. There's none of the apostles that was either persuasive or influential or, uh, or, or someone who uh, was formally educated. No, they were uh, part of the foolish of the world that God chooses to shame the wise. God chooses the weak of the world to shame the strong. God chooses the lowly and despised of the world. Those who count for nothing to reduce to nothing those who are something so that no human being might boast before God. And it says, whoever boasts should boast in the Lord. So a powerful message to us as we get into this lengthy Sermon on the Mount. Uh, we won't get the entire 5th, 6th, and 7th chapters of Matthew uh, because we'll be getting into Lent and the Easter season. And then we go on with the book of Matthew uh, after the Easter season with uh, 
past these chapters of the Sermon on the Mount. But uh, sometime in your, your Bible study that you might uh, uh, be scheduling uh, from a day-to-day -day basis, open up to the three chapters of Matthew that constitute the Sermon on the Mount and appreciate as, uh, as the people of, of Jesus' time did the, the profundity and the sincerity of that message.